0: Hello, and thanks for spending some time with us on the Priority Sale Podcast. I'm Jesse Lafine. Today, we are going to talk about what companies get wrong about training. And to talk to me today about that, I am joined by Leslie Marquez, Training and Performance Support Consultant. Hi, Leslie.
1: Hi, Jesse. How's it going?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: Doing pretty good. Can't complain.
0: (laughs) So uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about this subject, Um, but before we dive in, uh, give us just a a brief background. Tell me how you help the companies that you work with.
1: Certainly. So I've got about a little over 15 years experience in learning design and development, and delivery for a range of global organizations. So a lot of what I do includes planning and executing end-to-end learning solutions for a variety of companies out there um, in all sorts of different industries. So you come to me with your expertise and your subject matter knowledge, and I can help you to figure out the best instructor-led training or virtual instructor-led training as it so happens in the world of COVID. Um, I could help you design and develop e-learning and package all of that together in a beautiful implementation plan that includes the platform to house it all in. Um, so really, my, my passion lies in, in some of the e-learning technology and design and, and understanding how to bring everything together to create the optimal learning experience for various organizations.
0: And you've been absolutely instrumental to uh, what we've been doing with the Priority Sale. That's exactly what we did. We came to you and said, we know what we know about uh, selling but we don't know really anything about teaching and we needed a lot of help and you've been great. And uh, thanks for that.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Uh,
0: Which I think is actually a really good segue into our topic today about what companies do get wrong about training, because I think that there are a lot of uh, mid-sized businesses with sales organizations and they have sellers in those organizations with varying uh, selling abilities, but I don't know that any of them are real experts in how to upscale their people to the best way that is is really possible. And in our work, we see a lot of different training strategies. I'm, I'm sure you have too. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to pick out three of them that, that we see that are really, really common and maybe talk through some of the possible benefits, but really the limitations of the way that we're training our salespeople, at least the ways that we see most salespeople are being trained.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good good points.
0: One of the most common, um, and I'd say that this is extremely common in smaller companies, but still happens in even the the mid-sized companies, we tend to pick out one or two people who seem to be the best salesperson, right? So uh, Jesse's new to the company, Uh, somebody someday, uh, maybe day two, I show up and they say, Michelle is by far our best salesperson. She always hits her quotas. She's got the biggest number on the board every quarter. Hey, Jesse, why don't you go sit next to Michelle? Maybe you'll pick up some of what she knows. Is that an effective strategy for training?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, you know, it really depends on the industry when you're asking that question. This is this is an interesting, <laughs> an interesting method. I've seen this a lot when it comes to call centers. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're in a position that's very high turnover and you want people to learn how to do something a certain way. The quickest way to train them to do it is to sit them next to somebody who's already a rock star at that. So you'll see that a lot in call center or... Um, you know, that type of environment, customer service, you you want somebody to learn from someone else. Not necessarily the best approach when it comes to a sales training environment, because you're not taking into account what is that person coming into as their background? Do they have some relevant experience that they can apply to this new sales environment if they're new to the industry, or or let's say that there's a particular methodology that your organization believes in, and that's been really successful for you, and you want your folks to all use that same methodology because you really believe in it. How is sitting next to Michelle going to teach the person that methodology? Is it going to be able to measure his or her performance? And is it giving that, that individual really relevant and meaningful application practice that's going to impact how they're doing their job? How are you able to determine and measure that based on just as, as you would so likely call it, learning by osmosis?
0: Yeah, it's also interesting to me to ask the question, why is Michelle really successful? Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Great point.
0: Is, is it because she's implementing that methodology really, really well, right? I mean, that would be best case scenario.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Worst case could be maybe Michelle was just in the right vertical at the right time and the industry exploded and she just happened to be in the seat that collected all of the good leads or had the right product to take to market at the time. There's a lot of different ways to be good at sales. Some of them are great, some of them could be lucky and I think that's also leaving a lot to chance.
1: It really is. And you know, what if there's a particular step that's really key to your methodology that that she's just leaving out? How yeah. would you know that? And so she she may as you as you're mentioning here be teaching the wrong methods. Um, as as this individual is learning by osmosis, so very good point. Definitely not my favorite approach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I understand why. Another really common uh, method that that we see, um, I, I've got it written down here is uh, go watch some old videos. But I think it's it's broader than that. In fairness, um, I think that a lot of companies do have maybe some uh, what I'll call universal materials. Uh, it could be some videos. It could be some written content. It uh, could even be a methodology that the company has uh, done themselves. Um, and essentially they take that material, they put it in the hands of the new hire and they say, go through this, uh, learn all you can from this and sort of raise your hand when you're done and we'll find something for you to do. Benefits, maybe a little more consistency?
1: I think so. So, you know, when, when you're looking at old content or, or content that they've had just laying around for a while, is it really still relevant? Is it is it practice that you're still using in your organization? Um is it going to engage them, you know, do, do, are you are you factoring in some accountability? You know, have you included this as part of perhaps an initial evaluation period for this person who, who may be in a new role? Um, what's tied into that other than just here's some old content. Why don't you go and, and figure it out for yourself? Here's what you can use to, to get up and going. Where's the follow through? Where's the accountability? Where's the the structure in that? I I think as adult learners, we often crave a little bit of structure and accountability when it comes to learning and development. And and that that option just sounds like it might be a little lacking in those areas.
0: That's really interesting. And I definitely agree with you, but it seems like sometimes managers are a little bit afraid or a little hesitant, perhaps, to assign that accountability. It almost feels like maybe micromanaging.
1: Right. It can be. Um, But again, you know, you want to make sure that they're hitting certain milestones and that you're hitting targets and that you're following up on those targets. So, you know, perhaps the manager's role acts more as a coach. And so this person, you know, just like we did with the priority sale program, this person goes through a set of training and then their manager is provided with resources to help coach them through how to apply that training on the job. I think that's a fantastic approach.
0: Yeah, as a learner sitting there, it's almost like if you don't want to track my progress or if you're not going to hold me accountable for this, then why am I even really taking it in the first place, right?
1: Right, exactly.
0: Uh, th- third and, and last on my list here of um, methods uh, of varying efficacy are the sort of marathon seminars that we see that uh, were really, really common pre pandemic uh, may have shifted online for a while. And is something that frankly, we see companies going back to as well. This is the one and a half day or the three day session where we get everybody in a room and sometimes we outsource the content that we bring into that room. Sometimes we do it in house. But the point is that we are going to take this really large uninterrupted amount of time and we're going to do this training and hope for one big lift sort of across the board. Benefits, a little more consistency probably. Um, And frankly, there are some really good content providers out there uh, that can be brought in for these things um what are some and there the-
1: are there really are um, you know in, in those those workshop style programs they're phenomenal for team building so you know when, when you're taking a look um, from that perspective then yes absolutely that's that's a great option if you're really wanting to focus on team building and you know, I've, I've seen some excellent facilitators out there who can really draw people out of their shell and get them to practice. But more often than not, you're dealing with just that, a person who's a facilitator leading a program who was designed by someone else who may or may not be an expert in that field. So, you know, it's a, it's a one-time event. Um, In, in many cases, you're dealing with learner fatigue because they're in a classroom for hours and hours and hours at a time. So they're getting fatigued. they're not they're not capturing that information in in the best way possible. Um, and, and they're not able to retain it when they're when they're constantly just overloaded over that two to three day period of time. It's better to intersperse what we call in the industry micro learning or shorter topic segments that are, Easier to digest and apply and reinforce those topics and those learning segments over a period of time so that you're consistently ingraining that into their habits in the workplace and into their way of thinking about uh, approaching a prospect, for example, and into their everyday work streams. So it becomes almost second nature to them.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. It's almost like the event being held in such a different environment that I'm working in doesn't make it seem applicable or sort of real in my day to day. I might maybe leave there feeling energized or with one or two tips or tricks. But when you take me away from, you know, my work setting, put me in a, I don't know, hotel ballroom or wherever it is. It's almost like that's over there, right? Like that was, that was learning Jesse over in that ballroom. Uh, But this is work Jesse over here. And that's, it's almost like the physical space may even play a role in that
1: exactly right so there can be a disconnect there there can be all sorts of distractions you know you could you could come into that session really fatigued and not necessarily grasp as much from it as you Mm. would if if it was kind of up to your own pace or up to your own timing Um, so there's there's all sorts of factors at play when it comes to the three different options that you've just mentioned but ultimately you know we want to design a program that's going to be impactful, that, that's going to give the learner something to walk away with and continue to practice. And that's going to give them real strategies to improve their workflow and their way of doing things. Um, we want to see results. And so a lot of times what I like to do is I like to say, well, what are those results that we want to see? And then work backwards from there to design a training program that's going to meet those results. And that's, that's what I think a good program would look like. You need to go into it with some goals. Maybe you could consider testing your learners with a a pretest or or some sort of assessment that says, okay, what are these people coming in with? And, And what changes do we want to see as a result of their behavior? Then maybe you give them, set them loose on a training program and maybe offer a post-test. See if their results changed from beginning to end. See if their behaviors, their attitudes, their skills in these particular areas have changed as a result of your program. If they haven't, you might want to revisit what you're teaching them or how and see if there's something that can be improved.
0: That's such great advice. And uh, I'm, I'm curious too, uh, the the roles of the of the managers and what they need to do as this training is happening because not only do they need to have these skills themselves because many of them still have sales goals attached to them even uh, having that that manager title uh, but there's this extra layer of coaching that has to go in here too isn't there.
1: Absolutely. So, follow up and coaching is a huge part of the manager or the supervisor's role when it comes to a program like this. I, I mentioned accountability before as being a, a big component in any kind of adult learning or training program. And I I think the manager can play a very vital role in the continued usage of these new skills, these new methods, these new techniques for for going about um, day-to-day business. If they would just create a schedule where they're following up, where they're asking pointed questions to their to their their staff and saying, you know, hey, had did you try this? Did you give it a go? How, how did that work out for you? Is there something maybe that we need to shift in your approach? Or did you remember to do this? Asking those key questions that bring up in the in the train trainees mind, well, oh shucks, I forgot about this. I just got trained on this. Where, where was my head, you know?
0: Uh- so uh, this is all really, really great advice, and I think anybody would be wise to start thinking about these things: the accountability, the goals going in, the coaching, the micro learning. Um, I think that there is sometimes perhaps a little bit of hesitancy on management's part in terms of, um, you know, I don't want to overtrain people, or don't I don't want to be seen as pushy. But what we know about employees um, is that employees really appreciate the companies that help them be really good at their job, especially in a position where you're working on a lot of commission.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And I think it's it's an important benefit that a lot of, of people are looking for now as they're joining new organizations and as they're moving to advance in their careers. They're they're looking for organizations that are going to support them, that are going to develop their skills and move them up the ranks in, in a way that affects their career as a whole. So, you know they want to see these well-developed training plans and performance evaluations. They want to see programs that are going to get them to that next level in in their career.
0: And I hope that uh, those of you listening out there will help them do that. Leslie, I could talk about this all day. Uh, Thank you so much for being on.
1: Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: You can find out more about The Priority Sale by visiting theprioritysale.com. That's also where you can go contact us to tell us your thoughts or why our opinions are very bad. Or if you heard something you like and think others would like it too, share us with a friend or give us a rating on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Priority Sale is produced by Tiffany Jordan and Jesse Lafine. Editing and original music by Mark Hurdle. Priority sales a registered trademark of Revenue Path Group Incorporated All Rights Reserved.